Ruth O'Reilly Smith. How are you doing, sister? Hello, Janine. <laughs> Speaking to you from across the pond, broadcasters on Christian radio, but North and South Hemisphere. Oh, my <laughs> word. Um, I have to tell you this first. So when I met this beautiful lady, she had a South African accent, number one. Number two, she wasn't married. And number three, I thought she had dark hair. I thought she was a brunette because I'd only heard her voice and that gorgeous voice of hers. I thought, you know... Big was my shock when I meet this lady and she turns out to be this gorgeous blonde and she's the person that I used to listen to to find out, okay, how do we do this thing called radio? Was Ruth O'Reilly at that stage? That was before she became Ruth O'Reilly Smith. So how's that for a little background for today's conversation? So catch us up. Where are you now? What are you doing now? Who's Ruth O'Reilly Smith these days? Well, I'm actually speaking to you just before I go live on a national Christian broadcaster in the UK. So United Christian Broadcasters, UCB, is based pretty much in the middle of England in Stoke-on-Trent. So if you've heard of Wedgwood Potteries, that's where we are based, in the Potteries. It tends to be called the, the West Midlands. And so that's where UCB is broadcasting from. It's a radio station. We do some TV stuff. Um, print the word for today, which is a daily devotional for free. And I'm part of one of two national broadcasters, which is UCB1 and UCB2. So I'm on UCB2, which is a worship station. So UCB1 is primarily kind of Christian contemporary, playing lots of different varieties of music, but all Christian. But on UCB2, which is where I am, it's primarily worship only, and it's more of a discipleship type station. Monday to Friday, with a show called This Is My Story. So it's all essentially about getting people to come on the radio and tell us their stories, no matter what field of life they work in or walk in, what experiences they're having, but all living as followers of Jesus Christ and just coming on the radio to tell us about a bit about the goodness of God. So I get to hear some amazing stories of what God is doing across lots of different platforms. And I broadcast that from nine until one on UCB2, Monday to Friday. And then on Sunday, I do a, a radio show in the evening as well. So that's what I'm doing, kind of my day job. But yes, I'm married and I've got kids. Janine, my children are teenagers. No way. A boy and a girl, twins, Samuel and Caitlin, and they are 14. Um, it's just incredible to think about that. Yes, I'm married to an Englishman. We're part of a local church. We love the Lord. Uh, I just feel so blessed, though, that something that I started in university, actually, just having a go at on being on the radio has become something that is a vocation that I love. You know, I worked at uh, Impact Radio for a number of years. I volunteered there while I was studying teaching. Um, but I never knew, you know, I've always loved radio, Janine, always. I remember waking up, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night or I, I just always loved the sound of people's voices. But what I loved more was listening to shortwave radio. I remember scanning the dials on the, in the days when you did that. I would scan the dials through yeah. the FM yeah. and I would scan the dials through the shortwave. I love doing that. I love scanning through shortwave and longwave and finding the, the crackle of the, the sound of the radio and finding these voices speaking out of this crackle. 
coming live from the BBC. Oh my word, yeah, that voice. Someone speaking <laughs> from, from London. <laughs> and it, it instilled in me, I think, this passion, this desire to travel, to explore, to go and see where these voices are coming from. And who would have known years later, here I am broadcasting from England. Because you find out it's more than just a message, isn't it? It's more than having something to say. There's a there's a person with a life behind that microphone. When you find out, I mean, originally when you walk into some studio, they're larger than life because they're on radio until you get to know the people and you find out they're normal people with two legs and two arms and issues like all of us. But this is the power of radio, Janine. And, you know, I know that there's a whole big thing about podcasts and about the death of radio and blah, so blah, on. But blah. I just think, <laughs> I, the thing I love about radio is the spontaneity. You know, when you're doing a live programming, you know what it's like, you know, to be on a live radio program for you on the breakfast show there's this adrenaline rush and there's the the instant connection with the listeners and the great thing about radio is it feels like the presenter speaking to you the amount of times i've received messages from listeners who say it feels like you're a friend i know you don't know me but it feels like i know you uh, and and the reality is that when you have listeners getting in touch with you and just sharing some of their story, because it feels like it is such an intimate uh, medium, a lot of times listeners will share stuff with you that they probably wouldn't even share with their closest family or friends because it feels like they know you in a different kind of way. And it feels like as a presenter, you start to know these listeners. And I have to say there are times where it kind of feels like they're listeners who journey with you for a season and then they just fall off the radar and you kind of go, where are they? I wonder where that person is. They're not, they're not getting in touch with the show anymore. And you kind of just realize that actually people are on a journey and sometimes they journey with you for just a season. Sometimes they with you kind of there dipping in and out. Sometimes they connect with you um, a lot during a particular time in their lives for whatever reason. And then there are other times, not that they're listening to the show, but for whatever reason, they just, they don't want to get in touch again. And you kind of just realize that this is about the story of our lives, you know? And so not only is it great for us as presenters or for us as, as people who enjoy listening into the radio, but for presenters as well. I mean, I, I still love listening into radio. <laughs> I love the <laughs> presenters. And I love it when presenters say hello. You know, if I ever get in touch with a radio station and say, shout out or whatever, you know, for me to hear uh, even one of my colleagues saying, oh, you know, Ruth messaged in yeah. to say something about my show. I still love hearing my name on the radio. So I enjoy <laughs> mentioning listeners' names on the radio. I know how much it means. Yeah, there was one listener that told us, um, you know that I know you better than you know yourself. No, you know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true, actually. Probably not far wrong. It's probably true. So in all your years, I mean, we're talking 25 years plus that you've been on radio so far. Come on, tell me one of the most fun or interesting or shocking times you've had on air that, you know, stuff happens on live radio. What happened? Tell us, the, you know, the ones that you just will never forget. <laughs> well, I have to say it with probably the first that comes to mind. I mean, there are plenty. 
of these uh, <laughs> moments. But the one that comes to mind first is one of the very first times on radio, very early days on um, on Impact Radio. And I remember doing this brain teaser and I'd given the brain teaser out. And at the time I was taking phone calls. So I gave it out on the radio and I told people to phone in. At In those days, we would just get people to phone in can't remember if we emailed, we might have got people to fax in their answers. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, we're talking like 1995 is when Impact Radio first started broadcasting on community radio. And um, and I remember taking the phone calls and so answering Impact Radio, Ruth speaking, and then people would say the answer to the brain teasers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, so one listener calls in and he says, you're going out live on the radio. And I said, yes, I know I am. I mean, I'm a presenter, you know, of course I'm going out live on the radio. And I said, okay, thank you. What's your answer? And I put the phone down and I guess I was just being a bit of a blondie, right, Janine? Um, but it didn't sink in what the guy was actually saying to me. I'd left my microphone on and I'm having a nice conversation with all the listeners and more and more of them keep saying, you're going live on the red. And eventually I turn and I see the red light for the studio microphone <laughs> that tells me that I am actually live on the radio. And all these phone conversations that I'm taking with the answers to the brain teaser are being broadcast right across Pretoria. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was probably the most mortifying moment uh, in my early days as a broadcaster quickly put the microphone off and just want to sink into the ground but you know the the great thing about radio and I think the the wonderful thing Janine I'm sure that you will attest to this is that you realize very quickly that um, every day is a new day it's taught me so much about life and about God about being human um, you know, that I, I make mistakes today. I make mistakes on the radio. 25 plus years, I'm still making mistakes on the radio. And then at the end of my shift, I just have to say, you know, there was some stuff that I did that I could do better. Take a deep breath and go, what can I learn from that? What can I do better? And tomorrow's another day. It's a fresh start. It's a new opportunity for you for me. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it again. And so kind of just learning what I can learn from that experience, letting it go and moving on. Because otherwise, if I don't do that, I just would not be able to continue being a broadcaster. You know, you can't carry on, you can't carry on doing this job. And so it's taught me so much about life, you know, to just go, Sure, I've stuffed up today. I haven't quite been the follower of Jesus that I would like to be. I haven't quite walked in who God has called me to be today. I've messed up. I've shouted at the kids. I've said something silly to the husband. I, you know, whatever. I need to make right. But thank you, Jesus. Today, your mercy is new. And I'm going to walk in that. So it's taught me lots just about life and God. and I must say, Christian radio is not like any other radio. It is, 
It's meaningful radio. I could never do secular radio and just waffle and entertain people. They must, in all, the, all of the years, you've, you've never gone and decided, let's go make more money. You can make lots more money in secular radio than we do. But tell me about doing, communicating, connecting with people about Jesus. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, Janine, there have been times where I've gone, I could really do with making more money. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, working for, and people might think, everybody who think, you know, uh, uh, I know when I lived in South Africa, you think people who live in the UK are rich. And I guess in comparison, you know, we are, to be fair. Um, I mean, I don't really want to go into that, but the reality is that I work for a Christian charity uh, in the UK and we don't get paid a whole lot. But for me, I think, you know, I, I worked for a charity where money was never an issue. We were always um, looked after because we had a very generous benefactor. And so we never had to raise our own funding. Whereas now with UCB, we have fundraising. And so all that we do is funded by our listeners and our supporters, which I just think is extraordinary. And so you almost get a glimpse of the miracle that God allows to happen with Christian radio, uh, this uh, free devotional that we give out to thousands of people every quarter through the generosity of God's people. And so it becomes this collaboration of the body of Christ getting uh, the message of the truth of Jesus and the transformation of God through his word to people through the radio, through the print media, and then also through um, through video platform as well, which I just think is extraordinary. And so I love being part of that. Another thing that I, I learned with radio, Janine, is just the the reality that there are, this is what I find about Christian radio, is I come on the radio and sure, I may have had a a yucky day. Perhaps I have had a go at the children on the way into school or, you know, I know that there's some things that I need to deal with with regards to my finances, maybe, um, or something that I'm facing that's making me feel anxious. And so I've got to then come on the radio. And as you know, uh, the listeners don't want to hear your sob story. (laughs) They don't want to. I mean, I tune into the radio and the last thing I want to hear is someone whinging and moaning and going on about their sad life. I tune into the radio to escape all of that because I, this is where I am. You know, I don't want to hear you talking about your, your yucky morning. Um, and so I've got to come on the radio. And although, um, there is an element of, um, I, I, I've got to be authentic and I've got to be truthful. And there are times where I can be honest with the listeners and say, it's been a hard day. You know, will you pray for me? And there are times where I'll do that. But then I've got to carry on. And the great thing about Christian radio is I'm speaking God's truth. I'm speaking life. My job as a professional broadcaster on a Christian platform is to speak the truth of God's word. And so as I'm speaking out for four hours, Every day, I'm speaking out the truth of God's word. And even though I might not feel like it, something in me is shifting. And the incredible thing is, at the end of that four-hour shift on the radio, something in me has changed. 
something in me has shifted. My heart has softened because that's the power of God's word is it begins to change us. And so even though at the end of my shift, I still have to go out and make things right with my children, still have to humble myself and say sorry to my husband. I still have to get on the phone with the bank and say, you know, how can I repay this debt or whatever? Um, I still have to do those practical things. But it's almost as if because I've had to speak out so that my ears and my heart and my soul hears what God says about me and who God is in light of my circumstances and me, I can handle those things better. Uh, and because of that, I just can't see myself working on commercial radio. If God calls me, he will provide the grace for me to go to a place like that. But it's not something I'm seeking out. Sure, I've looked into it and, you know, I've sent demos and I've kind of put my feelers out there. But the older I've got, um, the more comfortable I've become in who it is that God has created me to be, that he's called me to the church. He's called me to the body of Christ. And the platform and the way he wants me to communicate his heart and his word effectively is through the media, um, whether it be broadcasting or, you know, whichever platform, but it's, it's through media. And what an amazing privilege that is. I just think it's incredible. There are many times, Janine, where I often will just go, Lord, I have no idea why. You've called this little South African kid from the middle of Pretoria to this place. I mean, who am I, Jesus? <laughs> I'm just in awe yeah, of you. And so I feel so, so grateful. I just feel so grateful. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Talk about the word of God. So she branched out, you see, widen the tent pens, widen the horizons, <laughs> which is why we're talking to her today. God speaks 40 letters from the Father's heart. So what got you here? Well, when I was living in Dubai, so we were living in the UK for a while. And during the recession, my husband who works in the building trade lost his job and he just couldn't find any work in the UK. It was so bad. And he was offered a position in Dubai and it was still growing there. Our children were 18 months. And we decided, why not? Let's have an adventure. <laughs> uh, at the time, UCB, I was, I was full time uh, involved with UCB as a broadcaster, but we had only just acquired uh, a piece of software that would enable me to be able to record or enable anybody to be able to record from anywhere in the world, so remotely. And my manager said, well, you know, rather than losing you, why don't you go freelance and you just carry on broadcasting for us? You try the equipment. We'll provide you with what you need. And see if you can broadcast from Dubai. And so I did. So I did my radio show from our bedroom. Uh, 
the listeners in the UK didn't know all the time. I was out of the country for seven years and I kept broadcasting remotely. And so I would have uh, the radio show would be broadcast in Dubai in our bedroom every day during the children's nap. So I would do my radio show there and it would go out into the, in the UK a few hours later. It was amazing. And while we were out there, because I was freelance and I had a bit of extra time, I was a lady who lunches, you know, <laughs> so I did my, <laughs> I know, it was so lovely. Anyway, so I did my, I did my radio show and then I would catch up with friends and have the coffee, go to the souk in Dubai. It was awesome. We stayed there for two years. And while I was there, I, I just felt because I had a bit of extra time, I wanted to continue studying. And so I started a post-grad in journalism because I thought I've got all this experience in radio. I might as well get some kind of actual qualification that's got something to do with broadcasting. And so I just plucked something out of the, the air and thought, let me do uh, journalism. And in my, I think it was my second year um, as part of this module, I had to approach um, publishers to see if they would accept unsolicited work from, you know, a nobody, really. Uh, and I'd always used our Daily Bread devotionals in my radio work. So as part of my Christian programming, I was, you know, what it's like. You're always looking for content. And so I found our Daily Bread devotionals really helpful, and I used them for years so I thought, well, you know, let's be bold and have a go. Uh, the wonders of of being younger. And they accepted me. They had a new publication. It was an online publication called Our Daily Journey. And they were looking for people. And wow. so I wrote for Our Daily Journey for years. I had to submit um, three daily devotionals every month. And I would get paid from the US. So I was getting, I was freelance. I was getting paid for doing a, a show in the UK and then writing for the US. I mean, it's just amazing if I think about it, you know, <laughs> it's bonkers. Um, and so that's kind of where the writing side of things began. But also, Janine, um, although I'd been a Christian for years, I mean, I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Christian family. I gave my life to Jesus when I was a wee bub just five years old. And then again, you know, uh, regularly after that. Um, but I always loved Jesus, but I never read the Bible from cover to cover until quite recently. So this discipline of having to write a daily devotional based on two Old Testament books of the Bible and one New Testament book of the Bible every month got me into the habit of reading the Bible regularly and consistently working through the whole Bible to the point where I just fell in love with reading God's Word. The more I read it, the more I wanted to read it. So that even on the days when I didn't have to work on crafting these daily devotionals for our daily bread, I was hungry for the Word of God. I was getting something from reading the Bible that I wasn't getting anywhere else. And so I fell in love with God's word. 
And I've always enjoyed kind of creative writing. So I would occasionally write a little bit of stuff, you know, just my thoughts or poetry or whatever. Um, and then having to craft and be disciplined with a daily devotional that was very carefully structured. And I, you know, it was, they were very strict about the kind of writing and how I structure it. And so I kind of learned through that whole journey with our daily bread, how to structure writing and how to be disciplined with the writing. And um, it really helped me. So I did that for a number of years. And then during Lent 2020, so here in the UK, Lent is quite a big thing. I know in South Africa, I mean, I didn't, I knew about Lent, but kind of only, I was like, I, who, I have no idea what Lent is. I know the word, but I don't know what it is. But here in the UK, it's quite a big thing. So the 40 days leading up to um, what we reflect on and, and celebrate as the death and resurrection of Jesus is called Lent. And in the UK and, you know, around the world, people fast during that time. And it's really a time of reflection and an opportunity for you in those 40 days to consider and pause and take a moment to be mindful of what Jesus has done for us. I think it's an amazing thing. I, I, I love it. I've actually grown to really, really love this time. Um, and in 2020, so here we go. Pandemic is coming across Europe and we just hear big news of countries locking down, the death rates going up. There's this whole sense of fear and panic across the UK. Um, and the reality that it's probably going to come over to mainland UK. We hadn't had our first case in the UK. Um, but I, I just felt like the Lord had had me on this journey of surrender and obedience for a few years before. And, uh, as a radio presenter, you often have these kind of staple questions, right? So, uh, coming up to Lent, the big staple question on pretty much every radio station and every broadcaster is, what are you giving up for Lent? Because the whole idea is that it's a journey of sacrifice during those 40 years. So you often fast something. Um, so what are you giving up for Lent? And I kind of just was really flippant. And I said, you know, for me, it'll probably be the staple chocolates and maybe alcohol or whatever, you know, something like that uh, for those 40 days. And I go to a song, put my mic off, and the Holy Spirit says, you need to give up Netflix. That's you, Lord. I know that can't be me. That's got to be you, God. That can't be the devil. That's got to be me. So, you know, the, the, the book is called God Speaks. And I've had a lot of people saying, how do you hear God speak? Well, you know, you've got to notice these things like that. Why would, why would the devil tell me to give up a streaming platform? <laughs> why would I want to of my own selfish Human nature want to do this. Surely only God would tell me to do this. Uh, I was in the middle of a series and I, I didn't want to give it up. So I knew this was God. But because I'd been on this journey of surrender and obedience, I knew that that was what I needed to do. So I, I committed in my heart to do that. But then also I felt like I needed to start journaling. Now I journaled with the Lord on occasion. 
I remember Pastor Ed of the Hatfield Christian Church teaching us years ago how to journal, and he got some speakers in to teach us how to be still, uh, make sure you've got your pen and notepad ready and your Bible, and carve out some time to be still with God and and write a letter to God, and then ask Him to speak to you and just write whatever comes to your mind. So I journaled with the Lord before, but I started writing these letters at the start of Lent 2020. And um, I sensed really quickly that this was something very different. Like I'd never read before, like I'd never written before. I knew that what I was reading here and what I was writing was from the Lord. It was the gift. Now, I'll just backtrack just one sec, because I went back in my journals. I do occasionally just write, you know, something from God. And at the end of 2019, this is only recently that I've read this, Janine. I read a, one particular journal entry where God had said to me, I'm going to give you a gift next year and you need to accept it. Wow. And then again in January 2020, again in one of my journal entries, I read God again saying to me, I'm going to give you a gift and I want you to receive it. Sure. And so I'm writing these letters and I just sense that God says, I'm going to, this is going to be a book. This is going to be for more than just you. And there's a very long story connected to this, but basically I didn't want to write anymore. Um, my time with our daily bread had come to an end and I was feeling a little sad about that. The reality is that I wasn't able to sustain it anymore. I had a full-time job, mom, wife, I was just too busy, but I couldn't let it go because I needed the finances. But eventually they stepped away from me. And so I was a little hurt by that. And I struggled with that. And it left me with this feeling that I didn't want to write anymore because I was wounded. I was sore from that, you know. I was like, okay, well, then I'm not going to write at all. And here God is calling me and saying, I want you to write. I want you to write a book. So at the end of the 40 days, I had these beautiful letters. God had told me they're going to be a book. And I just shelved them. to one side and I carry on with my life. In the meantime, so so this was started before the whole of the UK went into a national lockdown. So Lent 2020 started before the national lockdown. But then right in the kind of within just days of Lent starting, the whole of UCB had to go into self-isolation because one of our guests tested positive for COVID. And so the whole of the broadcast building had had to broadcast from home. And so before the rest of the nation went into the national lockdown, the whole of UCB had to get equipment to be able to broadcast from home. And so I'm at home in our little makeshift office, doing my radio show from there, again, with the echoes of how I was broadcasting in Dubai. 
Um, so in the midst of the panic and the fear and this uncertainty and the unknown of this illness this, that's just ravaging the world, um, here I am having to daily speak truth and life and hope. I mean, you know what it would have, what it was like. It was, it's hard because we are, um, I'm sure ourselves, you know, we've got family ourselves and here we are having to assure and reassure the listener in the midst of this. But again, you know, the wonderful thing in this is that our default is God's word. And so what an amazing thing for us as broadcasters to anchor everything we do in God's word and in the hope that we have in Jesus. And so we were able to do that. Anyway, a few, a few weeks after Lent finishes and we have Easter, I've shelved this, these letters uh, and we were about to go out for the day. And God says to me, before you go out, I want you to submit what I gave you, that gift during Lent, to a publisher. Now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God. So I go on the internet and I'm scouring the internet. Now, you know, as a, as a broadcaster who I work with publishers all the time, uh, but I can't, I don't want to use my platform yeah. as an unfair advantage at all. You know, I, I want this to be based on merit, not because I'm a, a broadcaster on an, on a national radio station. Anyway, so I find a Christian broadca- a cr- Christian pub- publisher that I know, and on their website they have uh, space for people to submit unsolicited work again, and I just email and I say, you know, this is the idea. These are a few of the letters. Let me know what you think. So I submit it, and off I go on my day with my family. And a few hours later, I get an email from the publishers saying, actually, we like this idea. Do you have a few more letters for us to have a look at? We'd like a conversation with you. And a few weeks and months later, they end up sending a contract through for this book. And, you know, because it is so beautiful, Janine, I was just thinking, God, if this is going to be a book, it needs to be something beautiful, something that will be treasured not something that people will read and then just chuck something that people can come to again and again and again. And when I had a conversation with the publishers, they said, you know, this feels like something really to be treasured. And so we can envision it as a hardcover gift book. And I just started crying because that's exactly what I felt. Wow. And so when I got this book, it was published in October and I actually held a copy. I started weeping because it's just so stunning. Uh, I had a lady, an illustrator on my show sharing her story and I suggested her to the publisher and they accepted her. So she's illustrated the book. It's a devotional journal. So there's space in there for you to write your own letter from God. It's essentially 200 words, a letter based on extracts from the whole Bible, but in a, such a beautiful way. It's a really poetic, beautiful way. And you can recognize as you read the words, as you read the letters, you'll recognize God's word. You'll recognize elements from 
Isaiah, from Genesis, from the New Testament, from the Psalms, all affirmations of who God is and who you are in Christ. And then there's a a scripture verse that underpins one of the themes in the letter. And there's a question for you to ask God that will prompt your own letter from God. That's my hope, really. And then just a prayer. Um, Two pages, but there's also lots of space for you to to write as well if you enjoy that kind of thing, but not too much. So if you don't really enjoy the whole writing thing, it doesn't feel like it's wasted. But it's it's really beautiful, a precious, wonderful gift from God. Okay, people want to get hold of it. They hear it, they say, yay and amen, one, one. <laughs> Where do we go? <laughs> well, the amazing thing is that God continued giving me these letters. So if you want to read letters, that are exactly in the same kind of format, you can head over to my website because I've been publishing those on there. Uh, big shout out to my brother-in-law, Tim, who is in South Africa, Tim Bosov. Uh, he's designed the website and he's helping me to navigate my way through a whole different new space. But RuthO'ReillySmith.com is where you can read more letters and more Bible study blogs because the Lord has just been giving me some beautiful revelations from His Word as I've been studying um, God's Word in the mornings in my devotional time. Uh, but then also online, just uh, just put into your online space, wherever you get books online, God Speaks, 40 Letters from the Father's Heart. Ruth O'Reilly Smith, and you should find it there. You know what I'd love though, Janine? I would love for this book to be in the bookshops. Um, you know, for people to get it from Kum Books and exclusive books. And so, you know, what would be amazing is if you as listeners could just flock to the bookshops and say, will you get this book in? Um, and my hope is that then they'll do that. I know that the publishers here in the UK are working with the publishers and the distributors in South Africa. It's a little complicated with being able to get the shipments there and, and postage and so on, but, uh, you can get it online and you may need to pay a little bit extra for postage, but it is going to be so well worth it. It's really stunning. Oh, go well, everyone. She's one of ours. She might be a Ukrainian at this moment. We'll forgive her for that. But we love this woman to bits. She's got something to say. It's gorgeous. It needs to be not only on the shelves at Kum Books or any of the bookstores here in South Africa. It needs to be there in your home, ready to read for anyone who's sitting coffeeing with you. They're going to have this gorgeous book sitting right there in front of them, begging to be read. And it could have huge influence. Ruth, from our side, we want to bless you absolutely bless you. In the Old Testament, there's this one beautiful scripture where it says, um, in 1 Samuel 3 verse 19, and Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and none of his words fell to the ground. And I pray that none of your words will fall to the ground, that it's, it's, it's not just this prepared ground thing, but that it cuts through marrow and bone and it helps you know, um, so many times, even we as Christians, we hear, but it doesn't go in. But I pray that your words go in and that it touches where it's supposed to be touching so that in the end, people's lives can change. And not just the way we say that when we sell a camp, we, that people's lives can actually change because the words that were spoken were from the heart of the Lord, anointed, mandated to make a difference. And that's why they didn't fall to the ground. And we want to bless you with that. 
Amen. 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 Wow. I receive that. Thank you so much. Please pray for me that I will remain a faithful and wise steward of this gift that God has given me. The temptation is for me to run and hide, to hide under the table, to run scared, to kind of do my bit and then say, okay, God, see ya. <laughs> but he's, and he keeps inviting me and calling me in, onto this adventure. And so pray for me to that I will stay the course, remain faithful. And I just love this adventure that he's taking me on. And thank you so much, Janine. Lots of love to you and lots of love to you listeners as well. Um, my heart is, is full when I speak to South Africa. I am very much still South African. <laughs> I look forward to coming and visiting soon. Our kids keep talking about how they're hankering back to South Africa and family. So hopefully soon.